0: Hey now, it's brace for impact, and I'm your host Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined this week by the foremost Ring of Honor historian, host of the Dynamite Show, host of In the Clinch, probably host a shit ton of other shows. Uh, Paul Fontaine, how you doing, Paul?
1: Uh, I'm excellent. No, no other shows. Uh, Grapades is on a bit of a hiatus, but I might be bringing it back soon.
0: Yeah, man, that was that was a fun show. I really liked, like like yeah. really short kind of quick convos with your friends. Yeah. I thought that was cool, man.
1: Yeah, I, um, I got to start doing it again. I just got lazy and life a lot of stuff in my life this year yeah
0: yeah no shit um and so if you're wondering why paul is here uh jd is on the road with the wrestling team he hit me up yesterday um and said that he couldn't make like they decided at the last minute to travel on thursday as opposed to friday so he uh he wasn't here so they got a big tournament uh, coming up this weekend so they're already on the road for that so good luck to the Decalba wrestling team out of illinois uh, I know they're going to do great. Um, but uh, Paul, j- like literally, um, <laughs> I, I got off work late today. So typically I try to, the show comes on at 3.30 in the afternoon. I'm gonna give a little backstory, Paul. The three 3.30 yeah. in the afternoon is when the show starts for me here because it comes up on YouTube. I can pull that up at my desk at work. And I can just kind of have one earbud in and I can I can watch the show pretty much. And then if people come in, I could pause it, interact with people. If I need to do something, I could pause it, interact with more people. And then I'm good to go. And then I could finish the show. And then I come home, have dinner with the family. I, I'm like within an hour after the show is over, I'm ready to record, right? Yeah. But I didn't get off work until like um, an hour and a half after the show had already started. So I didn't even get to start the show. Um, until like literally uh, an hour and a half ago and then I told Garrett yeah I told Garrett on Facebook I'm like, hey, uh, I'm actually going solo because <laughs> hey, <laughs> I got off work late. I was like, I don't think anybody's awake at this hour that that yeah. could record. And I was like, I didn't want to bother anybody else, so I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. Apparently you saw that because you hit me up immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I and and I normally don't watch the show on Thursday nights, but uh sometimes I do. And and even if I do, it's usually not this early, but um I um there's no winnipeg jets game tonight and there's no toronto raptors game tonight so i nice. basically yeah i just impact and uh yeah i literally just finished watching it and we were we were talking about the eric young stuff <laughs> in the yeah. facebook group and uh yeah and then yeah fate inter- intertwine. so i just yeah turned on my well, stuff and here we go
0: all right well since we're talking about it let me hit the button
1: breaking news We have so much work to do on show. <laughs>
0: well, you know, it, it, it pays to like my cousin's in radio, and I'm pretty okay. sure I used up all my favors from him because he okay. did two intros for me. And then JD is like, this is what he yeah, does for a living. Yeah. Like he does. So he did the graphics, and then my cousin did the voiceover. That's his voice. He owns a radio station in Missouri. So I was like, hey, can you do me a breaking news uh, thing? He's like, sure. He had the music queued up, he did the voiceover. That's all. That's all of them. I just had the idea because uh, I'm a I'm an idea fairy. Um, but uh, breaking news: um, it actually broke like literally minutes after the show ended tonight. Um, and we speculated on on this show a couple weeks ago when uh, Eric Young and Sam McCallahan had their amazing brawl, like a super bloody brawl. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> when they had their their super their super bloody brawl. Um, and Young was laid out and violent by design, Diener, Big Con, and uh, Alan, the Allen Angels kid. They were like staring at him, was, like, okay, what's going on here? We, we, we kind of speculated, like, maybe they're going to write Eric Young off. But people were like, you can't write Eric Young off. He's like an institution here. But a lot of people forget that he, like, yeah, he had TNA, those TNA roots for all those years, but he's a Triple H guy. Right. he was he was a big part of NXT in that big that that big boon period the NXT like sanity was a big part of that and he's kind of like a mentor to those guys when he was there he's like the the older veteran to help out the young talent so he's like he's a triple H guy right yeah. so um I think people forgot about that they lost sight of that a little bit his contract expires this month and uh, uh Mike Johnson from PW insiders reporting that Eric young's headed back to WWE
1: I'm like I, I know all the stuff you just said But I'm just I was still kind of shocked. Like when he came back to Impact, I figured, okay, this is a really good fit. He can, you know, wrestle as long as he wants. And then when he's done wrestling, he can mentor and he can coach and whatever. You know, he can do what Dreamer's doing now, you know, for the next 15 years Uh, because Impact's never dying. Um, And uh, but I did not expect him back in WWE. Like I just like you say a big part of NXT. And I mean, in my mind, like I don't remember it that way. But then you, you you know you actually the way you said it I mean yeah you know the insanity was they had that really awesome war games match um, in yes. uh, a couple years ago and uh, you know Nikki Cross came from there and uh, Killian Dane you know who I mean. I, how far away is he from coming back? I mean, you know, if they're bringing Eric Young back, I can't, I I can see him coming back as well. And I don't remember who else was in that group, but
0: um, it was that, uh, the, the
1: tall, I think he's a German kid. uh, Oh, Alexander Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's another one. Like yeah, he was in Imperium. I can see him coming back too. Yeah, and so. they they actually
0: teased that on Twitter recently. Oh, did they? Uh, Killian, oh, yeah, Killian Dane, a big demo, teased that on Twitter about getting back with um, Wolf and Eric Young. So, well, I, and and honestly, Dane is married
1: to Nikki Cross, right?
0: Yeah, 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 and you know, I so I I speculated on this, and I never had a chance to talk to you about it, Paul. But so you you kind of, you're you're kind of like. Um, uh, kind of a renaissance man when it comes to <laughs> fight game media you could talk WWE you talk AEW and I had this theory stardom
1: is but, out of my wheelhouse. yeah place, but yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so but I had this theory that you know Triple H when he took over um he's not really bringing these talent back because he thinks it's going to be a boon to the WWE I think he's trying to right the wrongs of Vince past. Right. And if you take mm-hmm. a look at a lot of the people that he's brought in lately, it's a lot of folks that Vince fired. Right. Like, did, did he
1: did Cross. he really
0: need to bring Hit Row back without swerve? They're not going to draw him anything. But no, he he just brought him back because he felt like it was the right thing to do. Those people got fired during covid. Right. Yes. And one by one by one, uh, Mia Yim just came back. The Good Brothers just came back. And a lot of them are just covid firings that I think that maybe Triple H feels a little bit bad for, and he's just trying to bring these folks back to maybe make amends for that.
1: Maybe. And and another one that we're going to talk about later, um, you know, who, uh, you know, is, is obviously probably the biggest one of all of them. But um, the, um, yeah, I mean, I, and that's why I say, like, a lot of these guys that came up through NXT that, you know, have loyalty to Triple H, I can see them coming back. I mean, because they're not, it's not like, aw is interested if aw wanted eric young you know they probably could have got him two years ago yeah. um yeah. and same with wolf dane dane's been out there forever he's working new japan he's he's working indies in in the uk so clearly well he did the one match in aw i think um i he wrestled Demo? Low.
0: I, I I think damo yeah i think he was, he, was like a, he was on rampage he was on rampage, rampage or dark yeah yeah i do remember it yeah. was like yeah Damo and uh, Wolf, I don't know what he goes by now. I know he changed his name. Uh, yeah, is it D- D- Dieter or something? It's Axel actual Tischer. Axel actual Tischer. Tischer yeah, Tischer, yeah. And I was like, you know, Eric Young has this group, Violent by Design. I'm like, they're there. They're yeah. right there. Why don't you just bring those guys in? They can't be that expensive, right?
1: So And, I, and Nikki, I mean, they could put her right back with Nikki. You know, like she's basically yeah. playing the same character again. Uh, yeah. You know, just being all wild. So... Yeah, and, and, and put him on the main roster, put him on NXT, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and it makes it makes sense now that Nikki's kind of gone back to her because she was the superhero yep. character for a little bit. She just switched back to the old character, the Sanity character. Yep. They have a ready-made storyline right there, and you got Eric Young who can talk and work with the best of them. Eric Young's not going to draw you a lot of money, right? Which No, but he's a just, useful guy. You need hand. him to fill out the cart. Yeah, he's a useful yeah. guy and a creative guy. But I also think that he could be a producer, for WWE, which I think he was tried out as a producer before he ended up getting fired. I think they were trying him out in yeah. that role. Um, but now with Triple H back, maybe maybe the Haleck, we got a dual role here for you. You could, you know, work sometimes, manage these guys, and then also be a producer. And I think that would be a good deal for him.
1: Now, there's one problem with all of this, and um, I don't know if you're aware. Um, and I got the scoops because uh, yeah. I have impact insiders that are up in my DM yeah. and uh I don't know if Triple H is aware, but spoiler alert: Eric Young was murdered tonight. Um, yeah. So I don't know how much use he's going to be on on the WWE well, roster, but you know. Well, it's I, the
0: you know I I got I got to correct you there. We we saw a silhouette of a stabbing happening, but we never really saw the dead body, right?
1: Do I need to send you the DM? He was murdered. I, I have I have this confirmed from someone on their staff. <laughs> Eric Young was murdered. I mean that is yeah. clear. <laughs> someone who <laughs> well, makes money working for impact confirmed to me that eric young is murdered so i i yeah. triple h might have some buyer's remorse tomorrow when, when he watches oh, impact
0: well i hope but, i hope uh, they didn't send the contract to eric young before he was murdered i hope he signed it they,
1: before he got they, stabbed yeah
0: yeah they, they might be on the hook for uh, whatever's least, left of that contract. they'll take care of his yeah. family anyways yeah um, yeah yeah but, um so with eric young out i mean what's now you have violent by design and you got yeah Co- and you got deaner allen angels and fucking big Con. <laughs> What's
1: What's uh, where's uh where's where's con's what's con's old partner victor what's rick victor, victor. doing they can bring yeah, him in
0: <laughs> with uh they could call them the Sension, uh yeah, the what would be now. well
1: there's a bunch of other people around there too right like people that they don't have names for yet just these random well,
0: no, they're the minions, right? They're in the Yeah, yeah. Bodies.
1: Just just elevate yeah. a couple of those dudes. I guess Diener's <laughs> the I guess Deener's the leader now, based on yeah, how it played out. But um yeah, I was I was honestly surprised because I literally got the I saw the news about Eric Young, and then I was in the middle of watching Impact and they were promoting that thing all night. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh okay, well, I assume they're gonna write him off somehow. I right. wasn't expecting what I saw. <laughs> I was in the middle of a chat about the main event you know, the, 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 main event of the show. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, did Eric Young just get murdered? And, and yeah. the person I was talking to said, yep, <laughs> He's like, not our first murder. <laughs>
0: no, so, no, yeah. this, so, um, we haven't referenced it yet. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into yeah. it. Um, I'm not even going to cover it in the recap. We'll just, the main events, Deanna versus Mickey. So, yeah. but oh after the main event, yeah, great, great match after yeah. the main event, they cut to um, Eric Young and Diener in a prison of all places. Where it all and started? There's, yeah, where it all started. I guess they were in prison whenever they became <laughs> friends. And uh, there was like a shiv, or I guess, um, what do they call it? Is it a shiv in yeah, prison? Yeah. Is that what they call it? Okay. Brick Shiv, the guy. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a taped
1: up, you know, from yeah, a
0: taped up uh, knife in the middle of the table. And they start fighting over the knife. And then eventually, like, Diener's beating Young's ass. And then Young's just like, you need to kill the sickness. You need to kill the sickness. And so, sure enough, Diener grabs the knife and just stabs yep. him and kills him, um, yep. which is uh, another murder in a long line of murders and impact. Yeah. Because if I remember mean remember correctly, Allie was murdered, right? Yeah, Allie was murdered. She was stabbed in the throat by Sue Young while they were in hell together, I guess. Yeah. Um, Mickey
1: James was thrown off James the train track. Was-
0: Yep. Thrown in front of a moving train by Cowboy James Storm. Um, She's since come back to life. Allie is back to life, too, by the way. Yeah. And didn't Um, Johnny Bravo shoot somebody? Johnny Bravo got shot, actually. Oh, he got shot. Right. So he got shot by got shot by Larry D, who was essentially drugged by Ty Valkyrie. Right. Ty Valkyrie then got sent to Stanford Supermax and then was released early for good behavior and came back to impact. So that's right. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's, yeah, geez, you're, you're an impact historian. You should have that in your, in your bio. Um, yeah. I, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the, cause I started the thread about the Eric Young news and I saw a comment from John Muse and it was a uh, brick shivda dude. That's his yeah. whole comment. And I'm like, what? like what like i i I get the reference to anchorman but what does this have to do with eric young and because i hadn't seen the main of an angle yet so i I guess he had he probably was watching live so yeah yeah, it uh yeah he shipped a dude and uh yeah no r.i.p eric young that should have been the graphic yeah yeah Yeah, 1982 to 2022 or whatever
0: yeah, but no, yeah. he's forty two he's forty-two years old. He's a couple okay. years older than me. So yeah.
1: He's um, he's been around. I mean, he started impact in what, like 2003? He was young. He, he
0: was in the Nashville days, is when he came yeah, to Impact. Yeah, yeah. And then he he really like he's one of the great wrestlers in the history of the company. Oh not, yeah. And not not even kidding. Like he's no. had he's played every character imaginable in his last two years. He's played this kind of sinister evil like cult leader type character kind of a, a poor man's Bray Wyatt he kind of he kind of stole the EC3 gimmick that he was going for a little bit when he came to Impact and that didn't really work out for him because like he, you know he was doing all the like literally the same type of scenes and same type of dialogue EC3 was doing in Impact whenever he came back in 2020 before he left uh, he was there just for one match Like they immediately shifted that whole thing over to Eric Young and he started to do a lot of the same things, a lot of the same type of speech and mannerisms, and he's been doing that the last two years. And so – yeah. I, I really felt like Violent by Design died after Eric Young lost to Josh Alexander. I thought they should have just done away with the group altogether. Um, but they just kind of hung around for a little bit longer and then now uh Diener is leading it and I think it the uh, it's effectively dead now. I just don't yeah. see it going yeah. anywhere with Deaner, unfortunately. And that's no knock on Deaner, he's just not a star. Like
1: good Yeah, I think of, yeah. his
0: promos are getting better, but he's just not a star.
1: Well, Eric Young losing was around the time de uh Doring left too, right? So, I mean, kind of, I think with Doran gone, it it lost something too. He's like, you know, they they needed him. So, yeah, Uh, well, best to yuck to Eric Eric Young, but Impact will keep soldiering on, right? Like they always do.
0: Nothing can kill impact, and honestly, like this week, and we'll get into it on the Patreon, they've actually put themselves in a better position in the marketplace this week than they were um, a year ago, so they just keep figuring out to get new deals, and we're going to talk about that later on Patreon, Um, and while we're talking about Patreon, head over to Fight Game Media, uh, or patreon.com slash fightgamemedia, where you can get the extended version of this show, and then you got the Dynamite Show with Paul Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins, why don't you go ahead and talk about that?
1: Yeah, we just, uh, it's immediately after Dynamite ends, usually we start recording about 10 minutes after the show, and we just have our immediate uh, reactions. So a lot of times, like even if you're, by the time you listen the next morning, sometimes some of the stuff, you know, that we weren't sure about has been clarified. But I think a lot of people like hearing that instant reaction, and mm. Jeff and I have an interesting dynamic. Jeff comes from a, a comedy writing background, so he's very critical of a lot of the writing, and whereas me, I'm just a fan and uh, I either like or don't like it. Some people say I'm a little nitpicky sometimes. I I go the extremes. If something was right. great, it was the best show ever. And if something wasn't so great, it's the worst show ever. So you you get that. <laughs> and Jeff Jeff just hates everything. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I encourage you all to, uh, if you haven't already signed up, and by God, if you haven't, why not? Uh, check out our Dynamite show and, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. And we do free show. We do shows on the YouTube channel every once in a while, too. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. JD and Mike set the set the stage and we just we just get on it
0: well i the one of the reasons why i like your show so much is because i kind of felt like and i could be way off with this and i'm sure somebody will correct me but it felt like with some of the bigger websites they were not good at critiquing aew like they i think i felt like they were overly positive and they overlooked a lot of the bad that aew was doing um and and i'll say and, and dave Meltzer is like kind of a hero is a strong word but i look, I look up to dave i'm yeah. a big fan of his work and i appreciate his work and i felt like up until this last year like he didn't really go in depth and criticizing a lot of their storytelling but the one show that always did that always kind of like was very um i, I don't want to say even but very fair Right was was you guys was was your show and I, I and I always really appreciated that about uh you know you you and uh, you and Jeff and uh, I don't know your uh, Parker was was there with you you guys when it was good it was you said it was good and when it was bad you weren't afraid to say it was bad and I think I think a lot of the bigger websites out there were afraid to say it was bad for a long time.
1: Well, you know, I I I appreciate that. Thanks. And you know, I'm again. I've never been afraid to speak my mind, and I always try to to say the truth. And 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 you know, and I I honestly like. There's people in AEW that I'm friendly with, but I'm not gonna lie about their show. And same with this, with Impact. I mean, I will say Impact this year has been awesome um, for the most part. There's a few weeks that it hasn't been, and I'm not afraid to say that either. But uh, when it's good, it's good so and i watch a lot of wrestling dude yeah (laughs) i have a spreadsheet out there it's uh sometimes i put it up on my twitter and i've watched just over 2700 matches this year wow yeah that's incredible (laughs) it's too much
0: well well we'll we'll uh we'll get started on the recap portion of the show um so it started off with, uh, so they did the recap of Bully Ray attacking Josh Alexander after Overdrive. If you want to hear my Overdrive recap, it's up on Patreon, but we also released it last week in lieu of a Thanksgiving episode. We just released that. So go, go check that out. But that was, um, that, uh, it was kind of a pretty cool attack. Um, but then bully Ray came to the ring. and cut a promo. Um, he was getting tons of heat from the crowd. I think some of it was legitimate heat, but I do feel like, I do feel like they had some uh, audio overlay where they had some chanting and stuff like that. Um, that wasn't actually going on in the crowd because they had the video of the crowd. And I think they said um, in the, the audio was like shut up or shut up or something like that. But when you looked at the audience, they weren't saying anything. So I do feel like they they piped in some chance there, which I think they should do those things by the way, because a lot of the crowds they play in front of are small and quiet. So, um, but, uh, yeah. He started getting a ton of heat from, uh, from the fans at ringside. He, he called a child fat. Yeah. He, yep. uh, he fat shamed and bully of all people calling somebody fat. I think is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then, uh, he, he went after a guy that had an F-U bully sign, um, doing classic bully race stuff, the same old shit that he was doing in 1997 and ECW just with less foul language. Um, and then eventually, um, eventually rich swan came out and um they they started their match um they they actually had a decent little match like rich swan is great and he's great at getting he's great at getting sympathy from the heel bully ray say whatever you want about the guy the guy is a professional heel he knows this is what he does for a living he is a mercenary heel you could bring him in you can he can get heat on people and uh and that's what he's good at and i feel like they they did do that here they accomplished something um the match ended though when uh bully ray grabbed his chain and got himself disqualified so before we get into the after effects what did you think of the promo what do you think of the match itself before we get into Tommy
1: Dreamer and Scott Demore. The promo was good. Um, you know, bully Ray, I, you know, no issues with the promo. Um, you know, it, the stuff it's you, you compared it to 97 ECW. And it's like, uh, you know, if, if that was, you know, if he, if what he did there was a, like an eight on the heat scale, this is like a one and a half, you know, like yeah. he was P this was PG bully Ray. You know, yeah. he's calling a little kid fat. He's telling the guy he's going to rip up his sign. And, uh, and then like, You know, he told the guy to put it down and the guy didn't put it down and Bully Ray just kept talking. (laughs) Um, But uh, I and then the match started and it's like, okay, you know, like I'm watching this match and I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. Rich one is good, but I'm thinking ahead to hard to kill. And I'm wondering, how is Josh Alexander going to do like a main event world title match with Bully Ray? And I I'm a little worried about that um i i won't it, i won't lie like they, yeah. they'll be smoking mirrors and they'll be brawling and i'm sure it'll be Th- fine that's what it.
0: that's what it's going to be yeah.
1: it's not going to be your josh alexander classic match but i think there'll be enough on that show to make it worthwhile i'm honestly i mean we'll get into it later but i'm honestly considering buying my first impact pay-per-view Ooh. in i don't even know how long 10 years maybe nice. uh um, yeah because of one particular match um so yeah i i i liked it um you know like i said but it's just like bully ray building your company around bully ray in 2022 going into 2023 (laughs) i don't know so that's that's choice yeah well yeah and but
0: honestly um that that is a choice but we're seeing the hemorrhaging right that has happened since since august I mean, Impact's lost over ten talents that have been on the really? TV weekly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And and it's it's getting worse, right? And more okay. and more people are leaving. So Impact has been the they're they're feeling the effects of Ring of Honor being bought by Tony Khan. And they're so like they they were already a victim of that. And now they're becoming an even bigger victim of Triple H taking back over in WWE. So because um, that's where their talent has gone, like those two companies, that's where they're going.
1: Maybe right? they need to sign um, a deal with one of those companies and become like a developmental
0: i man i think um i think they're gonna avoid that at all costs because once they do that they they're no longer nothing all that like they're gonna yeah. pull the their, their stuff's just gonna get pulled off of access it's gonna it's gonna go to whatever it's gonna be on no man's land and yeah. it's already kind of like a you know it's a smaller product second rate is strong but you, you, everybody kind of knows what impact is it's a smaller company on a small channel with lower budget and um but at least like their talent is their talent and they're not you know what i mean so like like to the people that are watching it those are premier talent right but if it becomes like a, a true feeder system and it's advertised as a feeder system it's no longer gonna look as important at all and i think Fair that's enough. what people Fair are gonna enough. look at ring of Honor maybe, Honorize, maybe they're
1: just like a high price in like a high level indie at this point that's, you know, that's a, just...
0: they're 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 an indie with a lot bigger budget and better production yeah that, i mean that's kind of yeah, you know there's, there's
1: a place for that yeah, absolutely. Japan's strong on, on access.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, Rich Swan won via DQ. And then after the match, so this is where like the show just kind of falls off a cliff, I yes. thought. Yes. Um oh, so God. bully is attacking Swan, which is fine. He's he's at ringside with a chair. He actually zip tied his hand or his wrist to the bottom rope, which is the same thing he did to Josh Alexander, kind of playing off of that angle. And then all of a sudden, here comes a tummy dreamer uh, comes to ringside to confront Bully Ray. And I, I, w- it was just like a big groan and a yawn, and like, like everything that we've ever been through, like reminding people that they've known each other forever. We're like gonna get
1: this care. match now, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, we got to get the match. And then all of a sudden, here comes, uh, here comes Scott Demore, looking like super porky out there, takes off his jacket. Yeah, he's and he's getting in bully Ray's face, and they're calling each other a piece of shit, spitting at each other, going back like this just lasted forever. I'm yeah. like, just fight, like, why are we what are we doing here? They just kept going back and forth saying, piece of shit, like, over if I was over
1: a regular again. person, I would have shut the show off at this point. But it, yeah, if I yeah. put something on my PVR and uh, dedicate myself to watching it, I'm gonna watch it. But this was bad.
0: So I thought everything was fine up until this point, and then at this point it just goes off the rails. Yeah. And then I'm like, at the, I'm like looking at my phone, like, God, please just end this, will you? <laughs> like, um, yeah. and maybe, and maybe I have a, re- a resentment against like these three guys from the early '90s being on <laughs> my television feuding over a world title. But what are we gonna do? Um, but uh, Demore called Bully Ray a piece of shit before Bully told Demore that he agreed he was, and then reminded him that Demore is the one that hired him. So there you go. Um, do, do, you just around. do you know who yeah. I am?
1: Do you know who I am?
0: Yeah. Um. Then after that, it was a there was a cool vignette. So we follow that dog shit up with a cool vignette with a Trey Miguel. I thought it was uh yep. the new the new heel Trey Miguel. Yeah, I didn't even he, realize
1: he was a heel because I didn't see um I didn't see Overdrive. Yeah,
0: he turned heel on overdrive, which I think is a a fresh start for him because he needed something. He had been kind of flat for a long time. So he cheated to win the X Division title over Black Tarus, and then here he is. He actually spray-painted the Rascals logo on the title, saying that the new look would represent the future of the division. So I like where this is going. I'm interested in Trey Miguel again.
1: Do you think maybe uh, Zach Wentz is coming back?
0: I don't see why he hasn't. Uh, the, the, yeah. My only theory is, and then maybe your super secret squirrel friend can give you some insight yeah. on this. I, I don't know if he has the details, but I don't my, think he does. <laughs> he, he probably doesn't, and even if he yeah. did, he might not tell you. But yeah, so um, my theory is is that he and his ex wife um, Kimberly, yeah. right, Kimberly. Is still under contract to impact, even though she hasn't been on TV in a year. She had like this extended contract, right now, isn't she? Uh, Yes, so she was she also was murdered, I guess, but so she's in the Undead Realm. Um, but they they have that issue going on and they feel like it's probably bad form. Like, Uh, hey, we stopped using her, but we're now we're gonna bring him back. And she accused him or whatever. And the accusation she levied upon him, nobody actually believes wwe didn't really buy that i don't think yeah. anybody else is really buying it anyway um he got he got fired over the hitler picture and that's why he was fired from there um but i think a lot of people have already forgiven him for that it was like that happened when he was like a teenager apparently
1: yeah so i i mean i think there was a lot of talk a while ago that he was gonna go back to wwe and they were even hinting at it on nxt but yeah. they've kind of dropped that and wesley is a single now and he's the north american champion so i mean i'm, I'm not i wouldn't close the door on him but this thing with 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 uh miguel sure seem to hint at the radicals coming back so yeah yeah i i
0: would yeah i i would love to see look i'm i'm all forget i'm like there's two things i'm a big fan of it it's grace and mercy right and i think that the the stupid thing that he did when he was a teenager uh i don't think should be held against him when he's like 28 years old i that just that's just that's mike gilbert though grace and is
1: is good except for mike elvin fuck that dude <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what? But the, so the, here, but no, here here's the problem with, here's the problem with that. He got it time and time again, right? Yeah. He got, he got true. chance yeah. after chance yeah, after yeah. chance. And, he, and now he's out of chances, right? Yeah. Cause he, he, he blew it in Ring of Honor, went to New Japan, blew it in New Japan, came to Impact, blew it here, went to Noah, then blew it there. It's like, dude, you're out of chances, bro. Yeah. Sorry. You yeah. know, so, but, um, but, yeah, and yeah, I, I was okay with that.
1: Or Zach, Zach Wentz. Yeah. And, and, and you know, he's a talented dude and he's still young and, mm-hmm. and they could use him. So, yeah, yeah hopefully yeah. they well, got spots open now
0: yeah man uh and uh yeah after all the hemorrhaging that has happened right now and impact, they every piece of talent is out there they should be trying to get right now yeah um and, and next we go to uh gujar and moose um so before the match actually so this recap so I, I i couldn't get the observer recap working it, i kept getting these pop-ups I got to fix that oh, i don't know I how to fix that. it but yeah. yeah um but before moose cut a promo um no no he yeah, he I no. Did think he? It was people? after the match
1: that he did the promo. It was after
0: the match. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we got match Ujir, Ujir, match. Yeah, the match was essentially a glorified squash match, yeah. right? Um Moose went for the spear uh, one time. He missed. Went into the ropes, and then Guja went for his spear, which is they called the gargoyle spear, where he goes up on the second rope and tries to do the spear. He missed that, and then Moose hit the spear for the victory. So I mean, that was essentially the match. Um, yeah, and then, after the match, um, he said he never wanted to hear Bully Ray's name again, but he made the fatal mistake of saying, say his name, which then led to the legend, the most beautiful man alive, Joe Hendry, coming down to the ring. Say uh, his name the greatest- and
1: he appears. I believe in Joe Hendry. <laughs> yeah i love that dude
0: yeah like he he came out and he looked like a star he acted like a star i felt like he was at home in the ring with a big star like moose i i felt like he wasn't out of place he looked great um they actually brawled. Moose got the better of Joe Hendry and then um Moose turned his back to Hendry. Hendry popped up and then Gujar hit the spear on on Moose and then they kicked him out of the rig. And then they all celebrated and danced with uh, Joe Hendry afterwards. So I like it. And I, I like I like Hendry being mixing it up with Moose here. This is yeah. a good step up for him. This is a big deal.
1: I assume they're gonna probably have a match at uh um hard to kill. Um yeah. I, my super secret contact, actually, after we were talking about the Eric Young stuff, he he just randomly asked me, what do you think of Joe Hendry? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like I love that dude. And then, you know, I was telling yeah. him why. And a couple of years ago, I think I want to say like, guys, probably five, six years ago now at the um, F4W convention in Vegas, a bunch of us were in a hotel room. Vegas, you know, like we're in Vegas. And we spent three hours watching Joe Hendry videos on YouTube um <laughs> yeah. from like ICW. icw he used to do yeah. these um these uh, uh uh parody uh songs so he mm-hmm. had one that was parody of the song blue but it was drew when he was feeding with drew <laughs> drew mcatarian i'm drew I'm D, I'm and he, it's like i have a drew house and, and like it's just ridiculous and y- you can just go down this rabbit hole and you just google mm-hmm. joe hendry icw promos and you you know get back to me like so, tomorrow um, someone and, sent me
0: one recently of one he did on Ken Anderson Mr. Kennedy yeah. it was it was great I love yeah, it yeah
1: and and yeah. so but then so I said I love this dude or whatever and then he asks me have you ever seen him have a good match and I'm like mm, I honestly don't know <laughs> I Ma- like, matches okay. but he's he, a I mean he's an a, like Olympic wrestler isn't he like he uh, trained I, don't know, for the... I don't
0: know about it I don't know about Olympics but I know that he is a actually a shooter he's actually a shooter yeah yeah um, but what 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 I'll say like that, I think that element is missing from his game, but he's over. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, it's he's an over anyway. And, but yeah, who knows? But I mean, I, I think a guy with that kind of size and charisma and look, I have no idea how he hasn't been signed up by AEW or WWE. So mm-hmm. my spidey sense tells me there's probably a reason and I right. have no idea on earth what that could be. It might just be timing. You know, like, because I know yeah. that there, there was a lot of buzz around him around 2019. And then he quit to go do the amateur wrestling. And then yeah. when he came back, it was the pandemic. So he got signed by ROH in the closed set era. And then he was back in the UK. So maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe this is like his audition for one of the two big companies. And uh, so maybe, far, I, so but good. He's-
0: he signed a long-term deal here, so he's really, probably, okay, uh, yeah, okay. he's probably here at least two years. So, okay, and okay. he ju- he just signed the deal before uh, Bound for Glory. So
1: the he's, only he's one definitely- I didn't like was that that first uh one he did where they were in the hospital room and it's because like my son was in a (laughs) hospital room fighting for his life and they're joking and like the person dies while they're in the thing and they're like yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I, I get a little close to home but the rest of them were have been great and then you (laughs) know everything since then the crowd just buys into the dude and yeah it's a lot of fun um it was funny that moose is cutting this heel promo And basically, like, it came off like he was trying to get the crowd to chant for Bully Ray, even Mm -hmm. though Bully's an even bigger heel than he is, which was was kind of odd. But then, you know, then I figured out where it was going when he said, say the name. And then all of a sudden (laughs) the music starts. And uh, he's (laughs) like, you called me, dude. (laughs)
0: Right. You said, say his name. And when that happens, I appear, I do that so many
1: times. And I've done it like five times in the last three months when somebody says that line, I'm like, I'll just, I'll just quote it. You, you nailed me on Twitter for doing it one time. (laughs) Trademark (laughs) infringement, you said.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But I, I I loved everything about this segment. Yeah. Um, the next segment, not so much. Uh, Mike Bailey was interviewed backstage by GM Miller saying that uh, he would like to believe that he would be X Division champion if it wasn't because of Kenny King. Bailey said that he would not let King's antics affect him and that his goals and yeah. focus would be exactly as they are. Um, he just, like, great, amazing wrestler. There's not a whole lot that's interesting about him. And he kind of comes across as kind of a weenie. I would say when he's doing his promos, uh, you know, and, but I was like looking at it and you'll, you'll appreciate this, right? When I look at him and I look at his character before he talks, I'm like, he's George St. Pierre. Like he's got yeah. the French Canadian accent, right? He comes out in the ghee. Right. He's doing a lot of the, the Kyoshin karate stuff that George used to do um, before George decided just to wrestle everybody. But, you know, he was originally a karate guy. Right. And so I, I was like, oh, this is a Montreal guy. He's got the gi. And he does all the karate stuff in the ring. He He should be George St. Pierre. And then he is kind of mild mannered like George was, but George could get fiery, and George can go after people on promos like he like George was an underrated promo. Actually, I thought. Now, um, I mean, he mm-hmm. became a big star that way. I was like, like I was like, they need to sit this guy down, have him watch George, and just be that. <laughs> right. And but the problem is, star. is
1: that I mean, that kind of charisma. It, I mean, that's you can't teach it. Um, it. You're right. Like he, you know what he is? He's wearing McDonald like do you remember rory like he came right after george and everyone thought he was the next george and he's just this weird dude that's a good fighter and that's kind of like i mean i look at mike bailey and yeah i saw him live in vegas and he's freaking awesome Mm -hmm. and uh and but he's just a weird dude (laughs) i mean there's not much else you can say about him um and uh yeah and this promo was at this point i'm like this show is not good that's what i was thinking too yeah and, and it didn't get a lot better until the end. And then the end mm-hmm. was so good that the show was way thumbs up, but go on. Yeah.
0: Um, and then next there was a video vignette promoting the main event between Mickey James yeah. and uh, Deanna Prazo, which I thought was a strong, uh, awesome strong job vignette. they're doing yeah, with
1: this the, Mickey storyline. The last, what did they call it? Yeah. The last, the, the last, last dance. Rodeo. Last Rodeo. Last rodeo.
0: Right. Yep. And the next we go on to Steve Macklin and Frankie Kazarian. And I was quite excited for this match. Um, and I don't want to say it was a bad match, but I did feel like they didn't have a ton of chemistry. Yeah. It was kind of a, like a, some moves that just didn't quite work out. Uh, there was like an angle slam that I, that got botched somehow. I don't know how you botched that, but that that did happen. Um, and then Macklin um, got out of the ring before. Uh, so at the end, Macklin basically hit Kazarian with a steel chair. So it's essentially, the same finish that we got with Bully and Rich Swan, they did here. I'm assuming that uh AEW probably doesn't want Kazarian losing twice in a row on uh, on impact. I think Kazarian's probably heading back to, to AEW soon.
1: That's uh, I mean, I mean, we're, you know, I, I was I was on the show a while ago, like right after Steve Macklin debuted, uh, right before you interviewed him. And, I mean, we're big Steve Macklin guys, and uh, I yeah. love Frankie. I've loved Frankie for 20 years, and I was expecting a lot more. Maybe that was my problem that I just had my hopes up, and the match was fine. I mean, it yeah. was the best match on the show other than the main event, but it wasn't great. No. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, it was just it, a match was kind of there, and uh, yeah. Frankie won by disqualification. It was um, a rampage and- match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, Macklin attacked uh, Kazarian with the chair and then hit the yeah. KIA double unhook uh, DDT. So I don't know if they're going to further the storyline along. I don't know if Kazarian's going back to AEW, if this was the way to write him off. I, I have no idea. If he goes back to AEW, I, I don't know what he would do, right? They got they got a 1,000 wrestlers there that aren't doing anything still, right? A lot of them can't He's get on TV. on going to you know, him.
1: like Ari Davari on Elevation. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You know, Yeah, maybe, it's maybe, crazy. Yeah. I... They'll be on TV and they'll tell us that he hasn't lost in a year. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, And next we go to uh, Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles They argued backstage because uh, they lost to the Death Dolls uh, for the Impact Knockouts Championship, a uh, tag championship. Sorry, uh, Steele's asked Evan to, Evans to face Taya, and if there was anything to teach, she would learn by herself. So uh we got breaking Taya, up. Taya versus Evans next week. So okay, there you, go. you think
1: they are they? Do you think they're breaking up? That's kind of the impression i got but hope not well i I mean them together
0: well they're one of two tag teams so you would think they'd stick around (laughs) a little bit but yeah is what it is (laughs) maybe Kiara's coming back maybe um she did just get fired from uh baddies, right so yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um jim miller interviewed eddie edwards backstage edwards said that uh that he wanted to bury the past, um, basically like he buried PCO, because uh, it was affecting his marriage, but it emphasized that he does not regret everything he did in 2022. Uh, let me give him some marriage advice, <laughs> okay? Just if you want this thing to work out, yes, you do regret all the bad things you did, and you were wrong, and she is right, Eddie, come on. And you were right to try to murder PCO. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like it worked out, because his hand came through the came through the grave, and uh, looks like he's still alive. So,
1: yeah, this, this whole storyline just kind of bores me. <laughs> um, I'm not yeah. the biggest Alicia fan in the world. Um, so that's part of it, but I'm just, you know, they clearly have no idea what to do with him and they're just treading water until they figure out what to do.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um impact tag team champions, uh Heath and Rhino. Uh this was another highlight of the show for me, by the way. They're okay. confronted by the IWGP strong open weight tag team champions. Is it strong open like just the fucking strong tag team champions? Just shut up. Open weight. I think uh, I think it is yeah.
1: open. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Open weight, the never open weight tag team champion. Okay. Uh then the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, I didn't Heath even know agreed. that they had
1: those belts and before this. Well they
0: they beat Ozzy Open at one of the recent new Japan oh, okay. shows. Okay. Yeah. because uh, Ozzy Open can't buy a win these days. I was they wondering like
1: why they had these belts. And yeah, okay, that makes <laughs> yeah.
0: sense now. Uh Heath agreed with the guns that uh that they deserve a tag match. Um, so he said he was gonna go to Damore to get in the match, and then Rhino just goes apeshit and he said that he would rip their fucking faces and fucking hearts <laughs> apart and rip them in half with a gore, 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 go, <laughs> And then and then uh <laughs> Saban and Shelly were like whoa, dude, yeah, <laughs> just like chill. kind of staring yeah. at him. And then Heath yeah. ended with it goes, man, I love that guy. <laughs> so I, I thought that was pretty funny.
1: Two <laughs> things hit me here. Number one, I mean, these two, the the, the visual of these two tag teams together was jarring mm-hmm. because Heath and Rhino are like tower over these guys. And then mm-hmm. the second one, I guess, I, it feels like maybe they're going heel, Heath and, Heath and Rhino, which I guess is a choice, but maybe not. Yeah. I mean, may, it could just be for the match.
0: But yeah, uh, I, I think they were just being intense for the match. Yeah. Yeah. Rhino is, I, uh, Rhino's the man beast, right? He's always like overly intense. So I think that was Rhino had to one too man. many
1: gallons of coffee today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, next, we get to the main event, which I think was the absolute highlight of the show for me. Um, these ladies just killed it. And every time yep. they have a match, they kill it. Um, I, I, I don't want to just go into a blow by blow. I think everybody should go out of the way. If you're going to watch one thing from the show, I would say, this is the thing to go and watch. I recommend this to the audience, especially if you're a fan of women's wrestling. I know a lot of you feel like women don't get enough time on TV, but impact that's not the case. And so they, they showed out, they were in the main event tonight, they kicked ass, um, mickey james got the victory here um after a hard-fought battle and then after the match jordan grace came down to the ring and challenged her to a, a belt versus career match at hard to kill what are your thoughts paul
1: i i love this match it it's amazing whenever i throw love to impact on twitter i get like more tra- more uh interactions than anything like impact fans mm-hmm. are loyal it doesn't help that Lance storm retweets re- quote tweets me like half the time. Uh, but uh, it, I mean, I, and actually Deanna liked this, like my tweet as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I, I was just like, when the, it's funny because when the match started, uh, I think it was like 40 minutes left in the show. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait, this is the main event. And then I'm looking and I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I have a spreadsheet with all my matches and like, I'd only, this was only the fourth match on the show. And I'm like, okay there must be more coming. Like they usually have like six, seven matches sometimes on impact, at least five. Yeah. And so, and I'm like, no, they're going long. And then I remembered, okay, well we got that Eric young thing, but that wasn't very long. Like, I don't know how long they went, but it feels like it was at least a half an hour. And it didn't drag. Yeah. Like they just went no. nuts. And I, I love the story. Like again, I I don't have. I didn't take notes or anything. But just the story of um, of Mickey James trying to you know fight for her career. And uh, you know this has been very well told and compelling. And she's going through everybody. And this was the one. Like if she was going to lose, it was probably going to be to Diana. And she didn't. And she had to cheat to win. Yeah. And uh, you know, and that's. I mean, that's perfect because she's mm-hmm. a baby face, but she's fighting for her career and yeah, there wasn't another finish you could do. And, no. um, you know, and, then maybe Deanna can, you know, maybe she'll get her revenge. Maybe she'll cost Mickey the match with, uh, you know, with Jordan, as, as you mentioned, you know, she got confronted later, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a real big fan. The women have been knocking out of the park um, as, mm-hmm. you know, as, as in the quote tweet that I mentioned, um, that Lance said, and, and I said the same thing, like, There's been so many good women's matches on Impact this year, Um, and it's not just it's not just Diana. Like Mia Yim's had some great ones. Giselle Shaw and Jordan Grace a couple weeks ago had an amazing match. That was like my women's match of the year. Right. Masha ma- yeah. and
0: Jordan Grace,
1: I didn't just see this that. Past, yeah.
0: So at Overdrive a couple weeks yeah. ago, they had a great match and they also had a great match at Bound for Glory this year, too. So yeah. And,
1: were, and at uh, PWG that. as well, right? Yeah. From what yeah. I heard. Yeah. Best ma- best women's match in the history of that company. Um, yeah. So I'm, I, you know, I just, there's so many talented women there. And it's amazing that this small company, relatively speaking to the other ones, I wouldn't say their roster is better than WWE's, but it's better than any of the individual WWE brands. I would say, and it blows well, away AWs.
0: Well, so. it's not. It's not so much the talent is better. I I just think that impact and
1: presented better.
0: It's booked and presented. They they focus on them, and none of that. I think they lean on them. They rely on them. Like they, it's like just a heavy part of what they do. Versus, I think aew and i don't want to get into like an aew bash session here but aew almost feels like they're checking a box sometimes it's like Um, hey if we don't get this match feels like if we don't get this match on the show like the the fucking liberal kids are going to yell at us on twitter right so let's go ahead and do that and then we'll put them in the death spot because we don't care about them but with impact it's like we're going to put these women in positions to succeed we're going to hide some of their weaknesses. We're going to yep. you know, glorify their strengths and put them in prime spots on the show um, to, to, to highlight what they do. And to, we're not going to put like a women's match after uh, a trios match where we know that every person in that match is going to every fucking move known to man and go 25 minutes, totally burn the crowd out. We're not going to then follow it up with a women's match. That's not what they do here in Impact. Yeah. They would actually put that match before the match that goes crazy. You know what I mean? To or put or in a different
1: position. show. Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah, and and in this case, I mean, they had a really shitty show for the first, you know, hour and 20 minutes and then they give us this killer main event and that's all mm-hmm. you're going to remember. Um, yeah. And he really shitty is probably a little strong, but I told you earlier, I, I mean, I'm all about hyperbole. Um, it it but, wasn't, but it wasn't uh, a great, it wasn't a great show until the main event. Really no, wasn't. no. But the main event more than made up for it. Um, yeah. and it. And this was just a match. Like this was a professional wrestling match. This was no, they didn't. It wasn't like a young bucks match where they were using, you know, like, you know, all kinds of flippy dudes and it wasn't weapons and it wasn't beating the shit out of each other. Like Danielson and Garcia or Daniel, you know, Jericho and she don't get me wrong i love all that this mm-hmm. was just wrestling and yeah. diana is probably the best women's wrestler in the world right now um mm-hmm. active and uh and and mickey james is not that far behind because she's a 20-year vet and they just had a great wrestling match and they told an yeah. awesome story and uh and then yeah and then we got a big match that i hope main events i don't think it will but I hope it made events uh, hard to kill. And I'm like I said, that's the match that if I decide to buy this pay-per-view it's to see that match because there's real stakes. Mickey has to win to keep save her career. And I know it's going to be a good match because Jordan always kills it and Mickey Mm -hmm. always kills it. So there's no reason the two of them together aren't going to kill it. And, uh, you know, I'm a little worried about Josh and bully, but you know, we'll see what else is on the card. And
0: well, with with Josh and Bully, I think you're right. They're gonna have so many smoke and mirrors. There's yeah. gonna be tables, there's gonna be all that stuff. Um, and Josh doesn't know how to have a bad match. Bully no. does, but <laughs> bully is a bully's a pro. He's a professional yeah. heel. He's gonna do whatever he can to get heat, and it's gonna be a heavy heat match. And I think I think at the end of it, I think Josh will be a better baby face than he was going into it. That's my prediction there. And if, if that's what they're trying to do with this whole thing. I, yep. I think that's great. I agree with you. I think that uh, right now, Jordan and Mickey has the most stakes. I think that's the more important match of the two. I would have that made of it, 100%. Yeah,
1: and and, and it, honestly, it, it might be hard. You talked about you know hard to follow, and it might be hard to follow that. You know, yeah. um, it, you know, on that show. So, if I don't get it, it's probably going to be because I'm in Disney World that that week. And, uh, but <laughs> I, I'm planning on right now, like, you know, maybe watch, you know, ordering it and then watching it after, you know, the wife and kid go to bed. So,
0: right, yeah, cool. Well, hey guys, uh, that's going to do it for the recap portion of the show. We're going to keep the conversation going over to Patreon. So head over to patreoncom slash Media. and we got a lot of news to talk about, man. We got some, a uh, couple people, one person resigned, another person just signed. We're going to talk about the DAZN deal that we had brought up earlier. And then uh, since Paul's here, I'm going to get his thoughts on uh, William Regal. So head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media for more information. And until next week, we are out.